0: Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed right Podcast. I am so fears, glad that you could join me for today's episode. I to you here for you. Even in the night, get ready in for a treat. don't you know ever been aware of. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast with me, Lynn Stacey. Um, I am so excited to have Dr. Michelle Wright as a guest on this show. Um, so excited. Um, and we're going to, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dr. Michelle. Dr. Michelle Wright um, is the two, 2022 USA Today Woman of the Year for Arkansas, a native of Texas, Tuskegee, Alabama, she is the recipient of the Nations of Women Changemakers 2021 Global Leadership Award and a nominee of the Every Life Foundation of Rare Diseases, Rare Voice 2021 Award for Diversity and Empowerment. She is a multidimensional senior executive with experience providing dynamic leadership in diverse roles, including pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical biotechnology sales, healthcare administration, and business developed to Fortune 100 companies and an international nonprofit organization. Dr. Wright is the CEO and founder of My Water Buddy and My Learning Buddy corporations. Her life mantra is The Best is Yet To Come, which she plans to extend towards helping and positively impacting children, women, and underrepresented populations worldwide. Dr. Wright and her husband Terry reside in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Thank you, Dr. Michelle, for
1: joining us today. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. And Stacey, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm, I'm really excited about
0: um, getting into this um, questioning. Um, Her bio is um, really extensive, you guys. I had to shorten it down because she has so many life achievements um, that she has done. And um, we're going to um, talk a little bit about those today. So um, you have spoken at numerous events, served and do serve on several boards, written a book entitled Dear Success Seeker, recently released a documentary film concerning your husband's life with sister, um fibrosis and have won several awards. The journey for you hasn't always been easy. Um, you started with an obstacle in your way. Um, I remember you telling the, uh, about a speech impediment. Can you walk mm-hmm. us through what it was like not being able to communicate effectively and how you managed to overcome this difficulty in your life?
1: Yes, it's it's difficult when you have something to say, you're trying to express that, but yet it's difficult for people to understand your voice, and I had difficulty with speech. I actually took speech therapy all the way up to high school and until I finally said enough was enough. It was difficult for me to speak. Um, I literally did not talk before the age of five, and you can imagine the insecurity that comes with that. You know, even now, there's Certain words I have difficulty pronouncing, but the beauty of any type of challenge in life is embracing that and using that to be an inspiration to others.
0: Awesome. And I I just, I love it because it's, um, you, 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 you speak, you know, so much and so well. And I think it's so important for people to know that, you know, it's, no matter what you have to face or overcome, that it's possible with hard work and dedication and with God. And so oh, um I en- I enjoy. Your- <laughs> so um you were named the 2022 20, uh, US Woman of the Year for Arkansas. How exciting has that been for you and what does that mean to you?
1: When I think about USA Today, the number one newspaper globally with over 22 million readers, Subscribers, and to be named that honor alongside the other winners, uh, such as um, Kamala Harris, our esteemed Vice President, Simone Biles, Melinda Gates, and the list goes on. It is truly an honor. It feels good when you put your heart and hard work into mission and making a difference in the lives of others. Into get that type of recognition was just a, it's just surreal.
0: Why is it important to you to uh, make a difference in the lives of others? Why is that an,
1: um, an important thing? Because I truly believe it's our God given duty. Life is not just about ourselves. Right. You, know, you always hear charity starts at home, but to me it doesn't stay at home. So when you can take all the different puzzle pieces in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and work it for your good, then you inevitably want to turn around and help others work it for their good, whether it's through being a mentor, through inspiration, a word of encouragement, and something we can all do, a simple smile. So it's so much we can do to touch and impact the lives of others. And to me, it's not only our duty, it's our responsibility.
0: I would definitely agree with that. And, and a smile does go a long way. A smile goes it a long does. way. It does. Yes, um, indeed. So um, has there been, has there ever been a point in your life where uh, being out front was hard because of what you were facing privately? And how did you work to overcome and maintain and choose to live life anyway?
1: I can't think of a year Well, you know, that I have not faced some form of challenge and opposition. But the beauty of it is when you can get out in front and put the welfare and well-being of others first, it makes what you're going through so much easier. I think without exception, we... All got to a point in life where we felt like quitting. The end didn't seem to be at reach, and you know our smile was not there. We may mask it and put it on for others, but I I used to always say, "If you can't run, walk. If you can't run, crawl. If you can't crawl, roll. (laughs) Just keep moving. Just keep moving." And, And and you know, surround yourself with people that can be positive. Sow those seeds of encouragement and inspiration because sometimes you can get to a point so low you may not even be able to pray for yourself, but others can pray for you and help extend your hand to help pull you forward. So that's why it's so important to realize the power of love the power of family and the power of being a part of god 's village Oh, I like that being
0: a part of god 's village and um i would, um I'm thinking about some of the things that you just kind of brought out you just kind of brought out a whole lot of um different points um and you talked about um first of all prayer and i want to um I want you to since you kind of brought that up i want um uh, some of the things that we talk about on here is about prayer and so um how has prayer um, been effective in your life and why is that important? Um, and then you can kind of tie into like the power of love and that too. <laughs> I'll talk a little bit more about that.
1: Well, when you think about the power of love, part of love is being able to effectively communicate. So I'm on your podcast because I love you. Oh, thanks. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you. So we communicate through love, and to me, that's what prayer is. It's that intimate, effective communication that we have between us and God, and things we can't take to anyone else, we can always take it straight to him. He's all knowing anyway, but it's nice to still have those intimate conversations. It's just like a spouse. They may know what you're going through, but it means a lot to them to still have those open and honest conversations. And that's what prayer is. And it's amazing how sometimes just talking about something makes it so much better. And when we take things to God, you already know he has it, he got you and the best is still yet to come.
0: Awesome. Well said, well said. So, um, I know that um, I'm not sure if this had anything to do with it, but I know that you, you kind of talked a little bit about um, at one point in time about um, your husband falling ill and um, yeah. but you were still maintaining your smile. You were still maintaining like <laughs> you were still maintaining that. And so what has that. I'm not sure if that's when you guys found out that he was first diagnosed with it, but what was that struggle like for you and how did you guys manage to overcome it? And you can kind of talk about a little bit how that inspired the film that you just recently um,
1: did as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, almost immediately after meeting my husband, I knew something was wrong. I met him November the 1st, 1999. And I noticed when he would, eat he would get seriously ill he would have to bring back up his food he was going to the emergency room uh, quite often uh because he was in intense pain um, he had numerous surgeries and procedures uh, and they gave him different names everything from chronic pancreatitis to double pneumonia to bronchitis to sinusitis, to a bad stomach, you name it. You know, he, he experienced it in some form or fashion. I remember in 2000, early 2000, because of my pharmaceutical background, I knew the signs of pneumonia. So I encouraged him to go to this clinic, this walk-in clinic. And a doctor said during that visit, "If you were not black, I would say you had cystic fibrosis. That was the first time, and the last time we heard it to seventeen years later, at the age of fifty four he finally got his diagnosis, and a lot of people always ask us, Well weren't you angry? weren't you upset?" And I like to look at my glass as half full and not empty and At that point, my focus was more. What can we do to try to ensure this' happen to anyone else we You can't turn back the hand of time no, if only we could, but we yeah. can't we can only go forward and so at that time, we were like, let's take this experience and let's make it for the good and and the glory of God and the benefit of others and that's when we started the National Organization of African Americans with cystic fibrosis. Uh, also known as Noah self. And we've done numerous other things, including developing a cystic fibrosis screening tool to help people potentially self-diagnose what could be the symptoms of cystic fibrosis so they can turn around and follow up appropriately with, with their healthcare professional, uh professional, our professionals. And one thing we're really, really proud of, I decided to write a movie and actually directed called 54 Years Late. And it was actually screened at the Ron Robinson Theater this past Saturday.
0: Awesome.
1: Uh, So it has won over 65 accolades, including being nominated for a Black Real Awards uh, this Mm -hmm. year. So we're just proud of the difference that we are making. I would tell anyone, take, the worst part of your pain, your hurt, your disappointments, your devastation, and use that to turn into something beautiful to help inspire, encourage, and uplift others. And then your work, your pain, and everything you've gone through would not be in vain because at the end, God is still going to get the glory.
0: Awesome, and I and I want to ask this question too. Like, um, with the foundation and different things, um, is there like can people donate to the donate uh, to the foundation if they, um, and if they can, like, can you like say how they can be able to donate if they want to support the um, cause of cystic fibrosis?
1: Absolutely, we always encourage support because you don't find a lot of organizations that are dedicated to underrepresented groups like we are, to Blacks, Indigenous, people of color. So they can always go to our website. And our website, again, it's an acronym that stands for the National Organization of African-Americans with Cystic Fibrosis. But the website is N as in Nazi, O as in orange, A as in apple, A as in apple. C. S. and Charles F. S. and Frank dot O-R-G. So it's N-O-W-C-F dot org, and you can donate, and you can see a lot of what we have been doing as it pertains to diversity, equity, inclusion uh, in the healthcare arena.
0: Awesome, awesome, and and on the opening night for the film. Um, And you can let us know, too, if you if it's still available for people to watch. If on the opening night of the film, like what was it like for you to see people show up in support and then to win awards on top of that?
1: It was so awesome because I'm one that believe people don't have to do anything. And when people take their time, their energy, their resources to come and. Support, you know this firsthand. You've (laughs) been there for me, I've been there for you. Uh, It's just just a beautiful experience. Uh, The mayor of Little Rock, Mayor Frank Scott, actually came, Scott Jr., and presented us with a proclamation making August the 20th Michelle and Terry Wright's Day in Little Rock. (laughs) I'm so proud of that. And on October the 22nd, Terry and I will make history as the first people of color to get the Breath of Life Award, oh, which geez. is the highest award you can get from the Sister Fibrosis Foundation. And then three days later, we'll be in D.C. receiving the AARP Purpose Prize Uh, fellowship award. So it feels good when your uh, work is being recognized Mm -hmm. more to get the exposure to continue being able to be in a place to work with others to continue making an impact.
0: Awesome. And that's what it's like about making an impact. And when people begin to notice too that you're making an impact, that that's awesome. I'm, I feel like putting this phone like these questions down and just applying. Like, I think that's just so awesome what you guys are doing. Well,
1: um, that, right back to you, what you're doing to give people a platform to share what they are doing. So we're all in it together.
0: That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to um, keep on asking. I'm glad, so glad that you shared that. And if people wanted to go and check out the film, where could they go and um, check the film out?
1: So there is a Vimeo link that you can get to straight from the website too. There's also another website um, solely dedicated to the movie and that's 54 years late, the name of the movie.com, 54 yearslate.com. com, awesome. And I just,
0: I love that title. <laughs> like how I was inspired by when he was diagnosed with it 54 years later. I love that title.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um,
0: so um, let me make sure I'm asking you. When, when did you first develop um, the mantra that the best is yet to come? And why do you still choose to live by it?
1: I'll be honest with you. It has been my mantra for so long, my life mantra, I can't tell you where it begins. There's a verse in the Bible that says, and I wish I remember where it was. It may be Ecclesiastics or Ephesians, but it says the end of a thing is better than the beginning thereof. So if the end is always better, then that tells me the best is yet to come. And even when I'm living my best now, then I'm still expecting bigger and better to come. So it has just been a part of my DNA. And when you have God the head of your life, an integral part of your life, we shouldn't expect anything but bigger, better, and the best to come. That's right. God
0: does make the difference. the um,
1: difference.
0: I like that. So if, um, do you, well, before we get into that question, do you believe that you are living your best life and or have you lived your best life? Are you ready for more?
1: I'm one because I have dealt with a rare life-threatening disease myself. Every year, to me, it's just a gift. Every day is a gift. But as I get older, my life just seems to get better because I'm, I'm I'm better, I'm wiser, I'm stronger. And I'm just learning the small things are what's most important. Waking up and hearing the birds sing, uh, being able to walk past someone and say, good morning, and just to give someone a hug and just to let God know Lord, I love you. And I thank you for another day. I think about all the beautiful people, the friends, the family, the, the strangers, the neighbors that God has instilled in my life, my mentor, the list just goes on and on. and He has strategically put those puzzle pieces where they are at a time where maybe I didn't even know I needed them. But he is so excellent, so magnificent, so phenomenal, that he knows just when we need, even when we don't know. Awesome. And has
0: your, um, has your faith always been this strong? Or did you, was it a journey in developing the faith that you have on today? And what, was, what has the journey been like?
1: It's a continual journey because you go through different highs and lows different peaks and valleys. Um, A lot of times I think people are under the false impression just because you're a Christian, just because you know God, everything is great. No, God never said the weapon wouldn't form. He said no weapon formed against me will prosper. So we got to expect the weapon. We got to expect the Good, bad, and ugly. It's not all good. But in the end, we know to count it all joy. Yes. And we have peace unspeakable. uh, And that surpasses, I mean, joy unspeakable and peace that surpasses all understanding. Why does it surpass our understanding? Is how can you have peace with everything you're going through? How can you smile with everything you're going through? How can you have peace with what you're just coming out of? And when I look at my own life, it's because of the but God. That makes the difference.
0: That that but God does make the difference. I would I would totally agree with that. Yes. So um if you could give someone um maybe like a few principles for living your best life, what it what would
1: it be and why? If you could just be. I would say, love God, put God first, keep his commandments, but learn to be kind with yourself because you're going to disappoint God and you're going to disappoint yourself. We are in these fleshy bodies and we are human. Learn to be kind to others, but you can only do that by learning to be kind to yourself. Learn to be kind, patient, understanding, but forgiving. So often we hear about the fruit of the spirit, the love, joy, meekness, temperance, self-control, goodness, faith, all these fruit of the spirit. But we so often don't apply that to ourselves. So my advice is love yourself. First, love God. Love yourself. But be kind and gentle and supportive of others, too. Sometimes I think we're too ah, too judgmental, too righteous, and maybe not as kind and supportive as we could be, especially when we get caught up in what's going on in our own lives. And sometimes even when you don't feel like smiling, that smile, you give off usually bring that return smile back to you. So kindness can be contagious as well.
0: Yes, kindness can be contagious as well. That's right. Just like you can spread any other emotions, kindness can be one of those things that you spread around. Um, So I I like that. And I like the fact that you brought up the fact that, you know, you have to also not only strive to be kind towards others, but you have to be, you should have to strive to be kind towards yourself as well. because sometimes we, we can be our own worst enemies at times. So you, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like that, that's part of going into encouraging. Um, how You can encourage someone else to press forward and have faith. Well, I'm going to go ahead and ask this question, actually. How would you encourage someone else to press forward and have faith um, that better days, that better will come if they are facing um, like tough times or different
1: things like that? How would you encourage them? I would say just don't quit just don't throw in the towel and sometimes even be careful listening to your own negative thoughts thoughts like it's over this can't be made right you're gonna lose this you're gonna lose that or we worry so much about what people think of us instead if we can take that energy and say but God and learn to be grateful for where we could have been, regardless of where we were. I may have lost one leg, but I could have lost two. And sometimes you have to put that in perspective. Also limit your pity party. Set your amount of time each day for your pity party. Mine Mm -hmm. used to go on for hours. The whole day would be one big pity party. And I said, you know, that that gets kind of old. That's one thing I love about my husband. Nothing is ever sad, nothing is ever pitiful. He's always upbeat. Now, that doesn't mean he's not human, he doesn't have his moments, but limit being sad and pitiful. And then make sure you don't have people in your circle that's gonna feed into you being sad and pitiful. You know, my husband will always tell me, okay, it's not sad, it's okay, everything's okay. And find something to be happy about, to be grateful about, to be joyful about. Again, if it's nothing else, just the glory and the love of God.
0: Awesome. I think that was some awesome encouragement. Because sometimes we can fall into pity parties. <laughs> pity parties. Yeah. <laughs> and they're fun for a while. Then after a while, I was like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's time to come up out of this. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, in addition to all of the things we kind of named, you are an innovator. um, And one of your creations include coming up with the whole um, collection of the My Water Buddy um, and family. Can you tell us about what inspired um, My Water Buddy and um, how you use this tool to encourage and inspire children?
1: Well, to be honest with my own uh, diagnosis of lupus and not wanting to drink water, I just, if it came down to it, give me anything but water. So I thought, what if I could help make it cool to want to drink water? You know, just like spinach was to Popeye to come up with characters that make drinking water so cool. And I developed my water buddy and family, and I'm so proud of them. They are anthropomorphic characters that personify different parts of the bodies and organs, and they all work in synergy to teach different life lessons, not just about health, but other things that's important to children and their bodies and their family and loved ones. And I call the brand edutainment because kids are being educated while they are also being entertained. I'm very proud of it. I also have Another extension of my water buddy called my learning buddy, where I've developed two curriculums for elementary grade students, one for science, technology, engineering and mathematics, STEM, utilizing my own STEM background, and also one for social, emotional skills.
0: Awesome. I think that's awesome. I think um, some um, adults can be encouraged to drink more
1: water too. (laughs) Maybe you have to do the adult version too. (laughs) But a beautiful thing about it, both the children and their families really, really love the My Water Buddy and Family platform because it's fun, it's entertaining, and it's also cool. And you have all these different life lessons on peer pressure, uh, just different things, the importance of water not only to people, but to plants, animals, and the entire environment. Awesome. I look forward to the day it becomes an animated series and a full feature uh, live film. So that is my goal, and I plan on working on that this year. Awesome. I look forward to it. That's awesome.
0: Yes. And I was getting ready to ask you, what's next for Dr. Michelle? What's next for you?
1: (laughs) And you kind of... I I am just learning to be sensitive to listening to God because I may think I want to go north and God is taking me to Mars. I mean, who knows? He's he's just so so surreal and, and the sky's the limit with God. I there's several things I look forward to continuing to do my nonprofit work and really impact health inequality, address health inequalities and impact health equality in underrepresented groups. Continue making a difference um, from that perspective and to pursue my passions. One thing I would tell anyone, you are never too old to pursue your passion in life. And just to celebrate with my loved ones and to embrace every moment that God has for me and to continue to look forward to the best that is still yet to come in both Christ and in life. That's what I'm doing. And if along the way I can touch and make a difference in the life of someone else, even if it's just one life, then my living and my work would not be in vain.
0: I believe that you've accomplished making a difference in people's lives, and I, I thank you for being a shining example of what it's like to face a challenge and take that challenge and um, make make um, Kool Aid out of it, make lemonade out of it. Um, I, I appreciate how you can um, you've been a light and um, really just um, taking the worst situations and just kind of making the best out of them. Um, so I think that's a that's a blessing. Um, that's and a blessing, and you right. are a
1: blessing. Thank you.
0: And so um, we always end the podcast with a prayer. Um, And so we're going to go ahead and pray this podcast out. We thank you so much, um, Dr. Michelle Wright, for um, sharing your story and a little bit of your journey with us. There is so much more that I'm pretty sure you could have shared. But if we were, we we wouldn't have enough time to fit it all in this this podcast. Um, So um, can you, before we go, can you give out the um, address if someone wanted to go and learn a little bit more about my water buddy? Because we didn't give out that one.
1: Yes, go to mywaterbuddy.com, M-Y-W-A-T-E-R-B-U-D-D-Y.com.
0: Awesome. And we're going to go ahead and um, pray this podcast out. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, just for um, shedding your light and your grace and your love on us, Lord God. Thank you for the life of Dr. Michelle, Lord God, and how she has um, just used it, Lord God, to glorify you, Lord God, and to help to make a difference in the lives of others. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing her to continue to go forward and bless her life, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for providing her with the resources and the tools and the people that she needs, Lord God, in her circle, Lord God, to help push her in the direction, Lord God, that you desire for her to go and to grow. We thank you for your love and your peace and your joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And right back to you. Thank you. And we encourage everybody to go forward and be blessed.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If it's been a blessing to you, remember to like, subscribe, and share the page. You can follow me at Lynn Stacy Studios on Instagram and Facebook.